Welcome to Married in D. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bryce, I'll be the DM, and my wife... Preeti will be the harpy. Yeah, well, let's leave that <laughs> alone for the moment, and instead of introducing yourself, let's just kick right off into this. You're on your beat, you're on a patrol, going through a crowded market, you're saying hello to people. Is there like a favorite vendor that you like visiting? Yep, he, the curry pie vendor, um... He's not the cleanest, and he has like a sort of shack, and there's goats behind his shack that he sometimes feeds curry pie to, and they sort of graze there and hang out. I don't know if they're his goats, but like, you know, there's usually just goats over there. And yeah, so I usually go to him, and he makes amazing curry pies. Okay. Yeah. So and you're... he has the latest gossip because he's in this corner where he gets to see, like, you know, the back of everyone's. Um, Tents, like, you know, the food tents or whatever, okay. the night market food tents. And so he gets to see all the gossip about who's, like, you know, talking to who, whose husband is angry at whose wife. And so, yeah, and he's a very, very tall um, elven guy. He's very skinny, but, like, I don't know why, considering he makes, like, you know, these meat pies with just lard and he could just have a couple. But, yeah, he's super skinny, naturally, has long hair, um, wears glasses, and his name is Kael. I was going to give you a more Valuan name if you wanted. Well, he's open, but yeah, no. That yeah, makes sense. a lot of elves take Valuan names pretty often. Uh, I was going to go with Hector. Well, Kael can be his middle name then. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That that might be his elven name. He he often goes by Hector. You know, because Kael's kind of... It's hard for Valuans to pronounce. They like their flowing. Anyway. So yeah, you're talking to Hector when from across the market and actually like maybe down an alleyway you hear a cry for help so um so is this just like you know is this an open area with just tents or does this is this in front of buildings so the alleyway is across towards the side of a building sort of yeah so there's kind of a big open square that's full of people and tents and stuff, but it is bounded by buildings. There's a tavern, there's some other, like, larger installed stores, fancy houses, things like that, that make up this market. And from an alleyway just kind of off of this, kind of behind the tavern there, you think, uh, you hear this. Actually, you think. You can give me perception to start with. 24. Yeah, you trace it coming from the alley just behind the tavern, like the far side of it from you. Um, I take the meat pie with me and I tell him, I'll, I'll pay you back. And I start flying since I'm a harpy. I have wings. I'm going to go um, arc up. So hopefully not too much of a detour and use my action to dash, I guess. So that gives me 80 movement. So I'm trying to, I go, um, I'm trying to see if I can get a vantage point where I can see these people before they can see me. 
Hector yells out, Latitude tab! As you just rush off a flow of feathers and armor kind of through the skies. Give me an acrobatics to kind of swing into this, like, right-angled flying into this thing. Not 20 plus 7. <laughs> yeah, it's almost, um, it's almost cartoon-esque how you come to, like, a skidding stop in the air and then keep moving forward. While eating a curry pie. While eating a curry pie. <laughs> yeah, um, and you can see this uh, tall elf seems to have just taken a uh, a bag off of somebody and is running down this way. You can see this old woman kind of ye- yelling and pointing at him, and he's got a bit of a head start on you, but your quick response means that he's pretty much right. Like He's not too terribly far away. Uh, I'll give him a perception. Not great. He runs down the alleyway, takes a corner, but you're not sure that he saw you coming after him that fast. Um, uh, yeah, so I'll use my action to follow and keep an eye on him, see where he's going. You go through a couple of these alleyways and you've pretty much caught up to him. As he's, you know, coming, he's starting to slow down as you start seeing him coming down this other alleyway and he like starts to look in the bag and just kind of puts his head up just to, you know, make sure he's clean. And that's when he sees you just barreling down on him. So he starts to bolt again. Um, why don't we get into initiative? Ugh, 13. Yeah, he has the jump on you, but only just barely. He kind of startles and then runs down an alley, uh, dashing as quickly as he can. Um, I follow Give me a uh, survival or perception. I have both. Can I do it with advantage? Yeah, why not? You're So it's kind of like a mix of like here, because he's kind of taking a lot of quick corners. So you're trying to listen and follow as best you can. 19 plus. Let me see which one's the highest. Perception is plus nine. Survival is also plus nine. So um, 19 plus nine is 28. He's trying to kind of lose you in the twists and turns, but your hearing's too good. You're keeping right on his tail. I tell him, uh, I yell out to him and saying, hey, you're not going to lose me. Just slow down and we'll have a chat about it. I think you have to dash to keep up with him because he's going like 60. Do you have anything else you can be doing or? Action dash, bonus action dash. You're right, you can bonus action dash, in which case you have an action as you've caught up to him. You're a bit faster than him. Okay, um, plus I, I'm at 40 flying. Yeah, yeah, so you're fast, you've caught up to him with your bonus action dash. Enrique Vile, uh, the character I'm playing as a harpy, isn't the strongest, but be, um, she's going to try to cut him off. She's going to go in front of him as he's going to try turning into another alleyway. alleyway. Um, land in front and try to cut him up and say, hey, don't run. So, and flash her badge. She's going to flash her badge and say, city watch. You can give me an intimidate. Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, intimidate is 18. He looks at you and, like, you jump in front of it. And it is a very impressive display of, like, aerobatics and jumping in. But you're, like, four and a half foot tall to his like slightly over six foot and he's kind of like you've intimidated him enough to not attack first but he's not going to just submit to this so he 
bolts back around, he's going to try and he bolts back around, takes a couple turns, and you hear him like close a door. Uh, you can run into there on your yeah on your turn. Yeah, I do that. Uh, you run in. So he rolled a stealth above your passive perception, so you're going to have to action perception to try and figure out which door just slammed shut behind him. 20, not that. Or as we call it in, in our table, a dirty 20. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you guess correctly. You throw open a door and he's there kind of in this basement sort of storm shelter. It looks like a root cellar of some sort. Does he have a weapon on him? He has drawn a dagger, yeah. In which case, he is going to attempt to... He looks around him and tries to, like... He sees these kind of, like, in a dead end, so he goes to, like, stab, but it's kind of a faint attack. Let me make an attack roll for him. Does a 17 hit? Yes. Okay. In which case... He goes like a fake dagger, and as you go to dodge it, he just like picks up some flour in this bag and just like throws it at you to kind of make like a smoke bomb into your eyes. Give me a um, con saving throw. Nat one plus two. <laughs> you are temporarily blinded as he pushes by you and out the door. Can I still take an opportunity attack? Uh, it would be at disadvantage. For blindness. Ten. Not gonna do it. Nope. Uh, he gets by you. Um, clear my eyes and try to follow him again. Sure, it'll be an action to clear. Okay. And bonus action dash. Okay. Sure. He's going to have a turn ahead of you. He's going to try and lose you and roll some stealth again. That is below your passive perception, so you, you know where he is, even though he's trying to stealth and lose you again. Uh, and you know that he's not far away. Like, you can get there and have action bonus action to get to him. I do that, and um, I don't have an action because I've spent my action clearing my eyes. Uh, this is next turn. Next turn, yep. Um, so I tell him, look, just give me the bag, and I won't even mention that I saw you. Okay, give me a persuade with advantage. Six. I rolled two sevens on these dice. That's a nat one. He's just kind of like breathing heavy. You've kind of got him cornered again. He's like, fuck it, fine. And, and drops it and then just kind of runs past you and out into the crowd again. Um, yeah, I take the bag. As a character, I don't think... He didn't try to attack her and he didn't try to attack the woman, so... As much as, like, you know, no, this, I think, ha- happens every Tuesday at the marketplace. She's not too worried about it. She's going to go grab the bag and try to return it to its owner and not even write a report about it, probably. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, you get it back to the old woman who happens to be a human, and she thanks you profusely. Um, I say, it's all in a day's work, ma'am. Um... Try to stick to the main roads that are that have lights on and don't go into alleyways. It's like the middle of the day. Oh. <laughs> cool. Um, so why don't you properly introduce your character? My name is Enrica Vile. I am a harpy. 
Mom wanted me to be a dancer. I had the, I had the moves, but not the the fina- not the showmanship of it. Essentially, just followed my dad into being city watch. Dad was also dad has a dad's tone deaf. You know, you can't really blame him for it. I think I got it from like, and I want to say I got it from him, but like, um, yeah. So dad's a bit tone deaf, so he didn't really get into the music um, or the dance or the performance or any of the other artful things that RPs generally do. And I followed him on to City Watch um, after a bit of bad luck, really. Like, that's what I'm going to call it. Like, um, she has a a somewhat jaded past, um, you know, getting into trouble, not doing things to get by, more doing things for the thrill and always having to get bailed out. So she sort of understands, um, I guess, the... Like, uh, she understands the both sides of the story in Valua, almost. Mm. And, um, yeah, so she's currently a city watch. You know, just day job. She patrols um, for about eight hours. Did you... You probably made the transition, you know, when they were both sick. Um, and it was kind of like one of the... One of those things that kind of turned you around. Um, you know, I did did some jobs for some questionable people got in trouble for it but when mom and dad got sick i um decided to like you know it was dad's dying wish he held me held my hand as he was on his deathbed and said uh yeah the essential of it was that he said he wants me to like you know stop going the path i was going down and that, like, you know, I had to keep up the family name and, like, you know, do good in life. So, um, had a friend who knew a friend and who got me into the city watch. Okay. I think you were able to kind of, like, show you turned it around before he actually moved, you know, passed on. So, it was, it's a, it's an important thing for you, yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. At some point, a few days later, you've got a you know, relatively normal life, a little quiet, solitary, like... The, the, you get a lot of action on the streets. You're pretty busy out there. You like taking extra shifts just because, you know, something to do. Mm-hmm. What else would you be doing except sitting at home, you know? When uh, one of your sort of, like, previous contacts, you're not like one of the, the shady ones. One of the ones from uh, from the days, you know, drinking and pub going. and, and Not the shady side, but just people you met there. And somebody you thought of joining the band with. But you know, never did because they didn't invite you. Is a uh, group of uh, harpy sisters called the Ispaches, and you get a uh, a letter from Paz asking you to you know meet up one of your favorite haunts to uh, talk about something. It was sent just today. They came by special courier and says it's important. Um. Yeah. I. I guess like I don't take the second shift of the day and instead go to go to the pub where Paz and I met and hung out and um, like you know go in there and try to look for her, okay. see if she's already there or am I too early? You come a little bit early. I think that's uh... Paz isn't known for being timely. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. Um, I'm gonna call this the poor group. The poor group in. Um, and you get there a little bit early, and you see Paz come in. She's 
Uh, yeah, give me a perception, actually. Not 20 plus 9. Uh, she rolled a 1. So you can see that she's tried to disguise herself slightly. But one, like, her wings are like, it's almost like she's trying to wear a cloak to cover the fact that she's a heartbeat. But, like, the fact that she's got these big bumps of wings kind of, like, spreading the cloak out. Or it's just, like, it's making it more, drawing more attention to it. She's also picked, like, gaudy stage jewelry and, like, a weird wig that, like, are clearly stage jewelry and a wig. Like, it's, (laughs) it was a bad choice. I wave her down. <laughs> and she kind of, like, comes over. Oh, she goes to the bar first and, like, loudly orders, like, I would like beers, please. I'm doing nothing significant. And she kind of comes over to you. And she's like, don't wave. The f- they, we might be seen. By who? I, I don't know. You know, uh... I'll, I'll just get down to it. I don't want to be out in public more than I have to be. You've heard about the Battle of the Bands? The, the sisters are in it. Yeah, I, I have tickets and everything. Then uh, you can uh, see that like a little bit of her sort of like narcissism shines through and she gets distracted for the support desk. Oh, so how have we been doing? What, what do you think of the other bands? Do you think we're better than all of them? Um... There's those um, halflings with the um, the ukulele. I don't know. Like it's it's <laughs> give, different. Give it's... me a perform plus int. See if you've actually been to these. You remember them very well. So ten. Nice. Yeah, you casually viewed a couple of them. You're kind of talking out of your ass just to make it sound like you're invested in her story. But you've heard that you know battle of bands happens every year. It's kind of become a, a big cultural event, you know, all the something a little bit like Eurovision, you know, lots of countries of people come here. The Espaches are actually, uh, they're transplants, so you, they didn't grow up here in Valua, they came from the Harpy Islands, whereas you're actually from here. Uh, so it's kind of, they're kind of on a cultural mission, like they've been here for years, but there's still a cultural mission to be the Harpies in the Battle of the Bands, and you have to see it, there's dwarves and all sorts of things going on mom was more into uh, sorry I, it's the arena for performance what was that one nilos mom oh, was this more... is this happens at nilos <laughs> it's a big deal yeah mom's um, uh, mom was pretty invested in nilos and like you know she performed so she as a kid i'd go to nilos a lot so yeah i know the scene and I, i've been to a couple of battle of the bands yeah yeah so this is it's happening currently at the roundhouse of nilos um, and on that role, you know, you've probably heard it's happening. You might have even seen one of the bands, at least during the preliminaries. It must be coming down to finals soonish, you figure. And she tells you that, like, so we're, we're getting down in the semifinals, and the, there's been some accidents. I, I don't know really what's happened, but there's just been accidents, like, and everybody's saying that it's it's got to be the halflings. Uh, roll me a history. Seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So the halflings are currently sort of the political rival of Lua. Lua is a mostly human, but like some pretty multicultural sort of empire. The halflings 
come from the dual monarchy of Nazar Katha, or sometimes just the DMNK. They're, yeah, they're a major empire up in the north. Vlu is down here in the south. And they're kind of in a... Uh, they're in... Yeah, they're the political rivals. They're kind of evenly matched empires. And there's a lot of political tensions. You know that much. A, a little... You're just, you're just a small town cop, or in this case, a big city cop. So it's kind of a little over your head. You don't worry much about it. But you've definitely had talks about... There was, you know, the one guy who came in and very seriously told you, you know, you had a, uh, an hour-long training session on spotting halfling spies. And, you know, everybody just kind of, like, slept through it. and not even, Like, everybody signed off that they were there, but only, like, four people actually showed up to the slideshow. Uh, you know how these trainings go. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you had heard that they had come in. Well, yeah, no, you you bullshit it. You might not have actually paid much attention to them. You clearly didn't remember what they did because you said ukuleles. <laughs> but um, you know that the, uh, the halflings have sent a delegation and they're playing in this. You can ask for more, but you know that they're there. What's the band called? Well, the, the halfling band, to be fair, they're, they're pretty good. They're, they're called the Archipelago Bros. That led by a, a singer named Mike Haight. I don't even think the other ones speak any common. It's weird. They, they, I don't know what they play. It's these weird metallic slidey instruments. I mean, they're, they're lutes. It's just they're, they, they use like wires instead of you know proper catgut and sliding. Anyway, it's, it's probably over. It's, but it's it's very strange. I'm not sure it agrees with me. But they're they're skilled. They're good. I don't. But everybody says it's, it's got to be them because mm. the the catfolk band when they came like all of their you know the, they had this big orchestra and all of their music just caught on fire like at the same time. Uh, one of the the human bands as they were playing a, a gust of wind just knocked everything over, destroyed instruments. There was a uh, there was a dwarf band that was poisoned before they even came out on the stage. You know how hard it is to poison a dwarf. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so I look, I I don't know what's going on, but we're we're going into the semifinals tonight against the gnomes, mm-hmm. uh, a band called uh, Sweet Gnome Arcana, <laughs> and I I just. I think something's going to happen, and I just want—I I, I know this is your thing now, right? You're—that you should be there. Yeah, and do you just want me to hang on back, hang up backstage with you guys, and make sure nothing, like you know, keep an eye out? Anything? Yeah, if you can get me the passes, like you know, um, you know how Nilo says these days, you know. She goes through her bag and pulls out a. Um, a backstage pass that marks you as a spot girl uh, road crew. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll be there, um, but have you guys noticed anything? Have you guys had any issues at all personally? She says, uh, nothing for us yet. We're just, but you know, it, it happens almost once a performance and it seems to target some of the best ones. So I We've got to be targeted soon, because we're going to win this. Definitely. But yeah, I'll... Um... Uh, then she's kind of like, okay, 
I never saw you here. And then gets up and nearly topples the table and everybody's kind of staring at you. And she's like, just leaving. And somebody's like, comes with a couple beers for her finally. And she's like, no, I didn't order those. And I was just looking at her like she's crazy as she kind of bumbles her way out. Um, I, I waved the bartender to leave the beers with me. <laughs> I, or like, and I probably have some food coming. I drink both the beers and, um, I hopefully like, you know, make it early to the backstage and, um, sorry, make it to Nilo's. Um, mm-hmm. I, I walk over to Nilo's and hopefully the badge works and I'm let in. Yeah. Is there anything you want to get ready beforehand or you just want to go in? Well, I didn't know what I was expecting. So I do have full city guard gear on. Um, do we, are we saying city guard has badges or like, so how do they identify themselves as city guard? Yeah, they've got a, uh, they've got a tunic. So it's just sort of like, it's basically a poncho, except less poncho-ish and more just kind of like straight. So that, and then you belt it around yourself so that it goes very, very easily over your armor. And wings? Yeah. It, you've got like a special one that just kind of like, just kind of goes down the middle. Okay. Wings. Um, yeah. So I'm not wearing the, the outfit, but I'm, you know, I have my weapons on me. I have my crossbow and things like that. I'm wearing a cloak. Um, and a backpack where I have my guard, guard uniform packed in. Okay. Um, you go to Nilo's. My mom was famous around Nilo's, so they at least know me. They've at <laughs> least, they, it's like, you know, unless it's someone new who, who's been set up as security guard. Yeah. They so recognize Some me. random security guard is kind of like staring, sitting there at the backstage. Uh, it's, you've come up pretty early. You can see that, uh. Yeah, on your on passive perception, there's sort of like a listing of what's going on. You can see that the uh, the first so the first semifinal was last night, and you can see that that was probably what happened to the catfolk because there was like catfolk versus the um, the halflings, and then you know the catfolk are scratched out, and so we've got the semifinal at about six o'clock tonight uh, is Sweet No Marcana versus the Espache girls. Uh, at 10 is the finals with like the halfling band, the Archipelago Bros ma- uh, marked in, uh, you know, whoever wins this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're there about two, three hours early. Yeah. So what I want to do is uh, I go up to the security guy, uh, Nilos, and uh, like, you know, I know the backstage. So I'll go to the backstage rather than through the front and show my pass and hopefully be get in. Yeah, you recognize uh, Luis Nilos. He's not somebody you knew well, but you know he's somebody you've run into. Yeah, so I don't, I like, and you know, I don't tell him anything. I just show him the badge, and like, you know, I'm like, yep, I'm with the crew. And he kind of like looks you up and down with like your weapons and armor and stuff, and he's just like, uh, musical instruments. Yeah. <laughs> like good enough for me. <laughs> um, yeah, and you get in there so the round you've come in below so the roundhouse of Nilos is as advertised round uh, so the stage is a round point in the center and then it's just kind of a big amphitheater it's sort of like globe theaterish. it's not like modern arena which is all sweeping up but it's just kind of like straight up so there's just like boxes surrounding you but a bit of an amphitheater of like common seating down right near the stage mm-hmm. 
the backstage is downstairs, so the stage itself can be set up to have like entry points coming from just about anywhere underneath. Uh, the whole stage can be brought down into the underground and then carted off and replaced up. It's actually kind of a marvel of engineering. So you are underneath in uh, what they often like to call the bloodworks. For no really good reason, there's been very few blood spilled here, um, but there's been enough costume blood around that tends to drip down from the stage that they call it that just for sillies. <laughs> you know, so it's the whole actors break a leg thing. This mm. is the bloodworks. Uh, so where are the Apache girls set up? Like, can I? Is, do they have like a a room with a star on it? Yeah, they're set up in a special room. You don't know if they're there yet. You're there a little early. Um, is the room door open? Uh, locked currently. Who's around? Like, um, can I roll for perception to see who's around? Sure. You need to look at it. This is uncanny. I did have a nat one in the middle, <laughs> but yeah, twenty nine. Um, nat twenty. <laughs> you look around. You don't see too many people around. There's a few people passing here and there. You do see Esmeralda Nilos, who's the manager of this whole place, uh, down the way. Uh, you just kind of catch her out of the corner of your eye. Uh, she's, you know, she likes to do like an, a wander around the premises, like before big things. So she's probably just having her normal wander. Um, quick question on that. that you point. also can see that there are uh, the uh, the halfling group is a few doors down. The uh, the one in between. Uh, doesn't have a star in it anymore. It looks like it was it previously used to be a band's one, but they lost and moved out or something like that. Uh, so the halflings are just a little ways down the way. Um, on the tw- Nat 20, um, does Esmeralda look like she's carrying anything? Like, what is she carrying on her? A uh, cup of tea, a worried look, like slightly more than her normal level of sort of stress. Um, she's a person who seems to be continually stressed. She seems to like it like that, but she's just always a little high-strung. Alright, I take a deep breath and then I say, okay, and then I walk towards her and I say, um, is there, does she have a title? No. The, the Neeloses don't stand for much, you know, propriety. Yep. Um, Esmeralda, hi. Um, I don't know if you remember me. My mother, uh, Kati Perry um, used to perform here a long time ago. And just like immediately, she kind of like grabs you by the hand and like, oh, it's so good to see you. I... Yeah, of course I remember you. How could I forget? Well, you, you played with like my kids growing up. She's a slightly older woman, like not maybe a few years younger than your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you were kind of like the bigger kid amongst the kids. Uh, so I was babysitting. <laughs> not really. Like, there are. There are like 60 Nilos kids, um, so it's, you know, that you had a full range of ages to play with, but her specific kids were like a year or two younger than you. Mm-hmm. I, I tell her, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so flattered that you remember me. It's been so long. How are you doing? She looks a little frazzled and she, she says, Battle of Bands, one of our biggest events of the year. It's, uh, it's a logistic nightmare, especially this year with people being attacked. But we're carrying on. We're trying to increase uh, security. If any of my nephews and nieces would get off their asses for a little bit. 
Um, and she's I like, she looks you up and down and like, I thought I put Luis at the door. I said no weapons. I mean, I get that he knows you, but there are rules for a reason. I'm here to help as well in terms of security. Um, Paz Ispache came up yesterday, uh, today and she said, hey, things have been happening. So if you could keep an eye out um, and like, you know, look for things. And I'm, I'm with the city guard now. So she, like, you know, so I, I thought I'd, you know, give you a little bit more backup other than the kids. Well, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you everything I know, but everything, it's all rumors. Clearly things have been happening, but and everybody's pointing fingers at the halflings. Uh, specifically the halfling delegation. You know, not nobody's bothered too much with the band, honestly. Nobody's blaming the band. They they might win this legitimately. They're that good. Apparently all the kids love them. I, I find their music screeching and weird. But apparently I'm growing old. Like I, promised, I promised I would never do this. Their music's fine. And so people are blaming the, the halfling delegation. Uh, apparently... And again, this is unfounded rumors. There's been a strange figure in yellow kind of spotted around the stage every time this happens. And then they disappear in the chaos. And that that's what everybody's saying. I don't, I don't know how much credence to lend it, but everybody's blaming it on some halfling spy in yellow. Well, I'll keep an eye out for anything that looks out of the ordinary. I was wondering if I could make a few requests, though, in terms of the logistics. Absolutely. Can we close? I know there are multiple entrances to the stage, um, but I was wondering if we could keep it, like, you know, close all of them down, lock them up, so that there's only one entrance into the... Well, actually, and she kind of shows you while explaining that both bands tonight have their own stage. You can the the harpies aren't there yet, but you can see their instruments and things already kind of set up on one of these big circles stages, and thirty feet away down this long track that seems to like carry these stage tops is the gnome band, and you, there's a couple of them there working. They've got hammers and they're kind of wanging at this thing. It's just this giant confounding chunk of machine you have no idea what all these bits and pieces are doing some vaguely look like horns and things but others just look like metal poles just sticking off at weird angles it's it's an absolute mess you can't imagine what it's for um but they're sitting there wanging at it and working on it uh she says like so each each band has their own stage we aren't touching things you know, they're, they, they're the only ones who get on the stage. The whole stage will just lift up with them. They play, they come down, they go around the uh, the track, and then the next one goes up. So hopefully there's no tampering possible. Which one of the kids are handling the stage changes? Well, I put Delphina in charge of that, but that's because it's... Look, I know, I know, I see that look, but it's just... It's just a lever. You know, she, she pushes the lever, and then the other lever raises and lowers. It's, it shouldn't be hard. I've trained her. She just has to, you know, pay attention. I'm sure she'll be fine. I'm sure she'll be fine. So, you know, the, the problem is that she has almost no control of what's on the stage, what's off the stage, what will happen on the stage. It just it goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways. Hopefully she can handle it. 
I'm just going to tell everyone that, like, you know, I'm helping out with security and have a walk around and, you know, keep an eye out for anything that's amiss. If, like, and if in case you want me to look at anything in particular, in case you want me to, you know, follow a couple of hunches that you have or um, anything like that, do let me know. Sure. And she stalks off with her cup of tea uh, and leaves you kind of, like, not too far away from where the gnomes are setting up. Um, I'm going to go to the Ispache girls' room first. Um, okay. Can I roll the sleight of hand to open the door? Uh, that would be a thieves' tools, so that would be a dex. Uh, plus proficiency for thieves' tools. Right. If you've got it. Yeah. yeah right, rogue. I'm thinking that you're like City Watch, so I'm like, why would City Watch happen to go rogue? 17. Yeah, you popped the lock on this. Uh, and Was it an easy lock? Was it? Does it feel like, um, so on that I want to roll an investigate. Sure. Uh, what do you want to know? So, um, I'm trying to figure out, well, is it a particularly easy lock to crack? Um, does it feel like someone's cracked it before? Like, you know, someone's, um, you know, gone through it before. Um, so I guess that's a mixture of survival. Who's been around this door today? Or like, you know, how many footprints? How many? That's people? a separate role. So let me get, you can take the investigation first to kind of like understand this lock a little bit better. See if it might have been popped by 17 plus seven. the key. Yeah, you're kind of like playing with this lock. You're not sure if it's been tampered with. It's not like the most secure lock, but again, like, it's like an okay lock for a door, especially like an interior door where people theoretically shouldn't be at much risk. So that doesn't weird you out too much. You not you don't think it's been tampered with. All right. Um, and it, Although the- as you pop it open and you're starting to look around for footprints and stuff, and scream comes up from inside and you look in very sheepishly as you're opening a locked door and you see Spore Ispache and she's like oh god it's you sorry sorry I thought that I, I didn't think anyone was here yet so I just thought I'll uh, make sure everything was nothing was amiss she's like oh, come in lock that again yeah I, I come in I lock it up and I'm like uh, how it's long like I've just been locked up because it's I don't know feel weird uh, did, uh, did Paz get in touch with you? Yeah. So she um, she's giving me a backstage pass. I'm going to um, walk around, make sure you guys are safe, and make sure that nothing goes amiss. Right? Okay. Good. 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 Look, um, Danilos, you know, I I know, like, you know, you're, you're not from here. I've been coming here since I was a kid. I don't, I, I know how much is hanging on this for you guys, and I and I fully support you, and I, like, you know, I'll, I'll do anything to make sure that you guys are safe on stage. So you just focus on killing it in the performance as I know you will. And I'm trying to like pump her up and just be like, yeah, you can do this. Don't worry about it. You know, don't, because I think she's sitting in a dar- dark room <laughs> all by herself. It's a little scared. dim. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm like trying to give her the, uh, the pep, uh, the pep speech and just be like, you can do this. I will keep you safe and I'll make sure that nothing happens to you and the girls. Give me some sort of charisma. Do I start off with any inspiration? Yeah, we'll start you off with one. Is that worse? It's the same rule twice, so that's a five on perform. <laughs> and I wasted an inspiration. <laughs> so, I'm not, what does a nat one on her, this dice is terrible. This is like my fourth nat, you've got all the nat 20s and all the nat ones. Um, what does a nat one mean? So she's kind of like nodding along and she's like, you need help. I came here, I decided that too, that I was going to come and look, and I, I gotta know, I'll admit, I don't know what I'm doing. 
This is I, I I hit the drums. Good at that. Great at drums. Pretty decent at, at making the drums. She makes drums out of like skulls of large creatures. Nice. <laughs> uh, she's like pretty good at making them. Uh, not great at at whatever at plots and things. And so why don't I go with you? Yeah, no, that sounds great. Let's stop in the room first, right? If I thought I could do this, I would do. I mean, we sent for you because you you're you're smarter. You know things. You can track stuff down, and you've got more of an anticipation for these things. And you're you do the fighting now. I can do fighting too. I can help out a little bit. I don't trust me. You you make the decisions what to investigate. I no, wash my hands of this. No, let's go through the instruments and make sure that like you know none of them are. You know, no one's been fiddling with the instruments, right? So let's, um, you're good at drums. I'm sure you know all these instruments really well. You build these. So you want to check the instruments for traps? Uh, You know, just that no one's removed any piece of it or anything like that. I know I don't have the perform, but I'm hoping I can aid her to do good. Okay, so she can relatively effectively make sure that the instruments are all there and nothing's been removed or added. But if you're looking for traps placed in them or around them, that would be an investigate. So she'll kind of catalog that everything's there, and you can check for traps around them. Uh, so you go out to their stage where everything kind of pre-set up for them. Oh, no, so, okay, I thought the instruments were in the room. So let's stop no, in no, the room No, no, so they're, they're already set out on the stage that's ready to be lifted up with them come time. Okay, so what does the room look like? This is just a dressing room. So there's just costumes and things like that? Yeah. So um, and there's the there's instrument boxes, but they're empty because the instruments are out there waiting. All right, and but the costumes are here that they'd be wearing. Yeah. So can I investigate the costumes to make sure you know nothing's been cut or nothing's been sure tempered, tampered with? Not twice. I'm sorry. I kept the good good dice. I know these are good Apparently. dice. Yeah, no, you're pretty certain that there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, some of them are, are questionable fashion choices, but, like, there's extra ones that probably aren't theirs. But otherwise, it seems like there's there's no needles hidden in them. There's nothing that would kind of throw you off about them. Nothing in the... Ma- like, on that roll, I want to make sure that the makeup or anything like that, yeah, the powders, you, everything... You give this whole room a very good go-over to the point where she's gone back to being slightly bored... <laughs> And you're you're pretty positive nothing in this room has been touched or tampered with outside of just normal use. All right, the, the makeups all seem like they're just as bad or dangerous for your skin as stage makeups normally are. It smells like asbestos. <laughs> Don't think they put asbestos in makeup at any at any point. Anyway, yes, they do. <laughs> um. But yeah, so um, I tell her, yeah, this looks good. Um, how about this? In my thieves' tools, um, assume I don't carry a spare lock on me. I might let you carry around a uh, like a bar, a, a bolt lock, or not like the uh, you know what I mean, the little mm-hmm. hook one. Yeah, what are those called? Anyway, you you might carry around a small lock like that. Yes. Like a padlock. Yeah, you you pro- you might carry a padlock with you, but not a not door locks. Can this door be padlocked? It's not built to do so. Okay. You might be able to, but without like a bit of time and effort, and honestly, a bit of building skills. So um, it won't help more than the lock currently is there helping. All right. So one thing that I want to do, and I'm like, we'll come back. Like you know, we're just going for a short walk. We'll be back before the other sisters before your sisters get back. I just want to take a bit of powder and, um, you know, set, like, 
loosely spill it on the ground in front to make sure, like, you know, in case someone comes in and stands there that, um, you okay. know. Yeah, so, do you, do you so. want me to roll survival for that to place it in a certain way? No, we'll have you roll survival later and when you check on it. Okay, yep. So, I tell her, please avoid this and just, um, you know, jump across it and don't... Like, she kind of does a wing flap over it and it just poof, spreads everywhere. She's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. I do it again. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I close the door, I make sure it's locked, and I make sure, like, you know, the lock is a little bit tighter than usual and things like that. Do locks get tight? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you My thieves' tools are magical. Okay. You lock up the room <laughs> I'm, behind I'm you. I'm writing it down right now. My thieves' tools can make locks tighter. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, let's go check on the... Um, so I ask her, okay, let's walk the path to um, your stage. Okay. And like, you know, so how will you be walking towards your stage... How far away is it? Are there is there anything like you know, a trolley or a board that's like you know stood up that could topple over? So I'm 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 OSHA, yeah. and I'm trying to you know make sure that the space is free, clear, um, especially so that I can you know if I'm taking the trip with them, I can see out yeah. there and make sure that nothing's amiss. But yeah, so I want like you know I want to do the whole OSHA check to make sure that okay. there's nothing. In this corridor that leads up to the stage. There's not two. So the track that they have these stages on, it pretty much takes up most of the room down here. There's like five stages total. Only two are set up right now. And then there's a sixth up top. So basically the top one would come down. It goes onto the track, swings around, and then one would get slotted in and lifted up. That takes up quite a bit of room because each stage is pretty large. So there's not too much other room down here. There's just a short corridor leading from the rooms that are being used by the harpies and the halflings into that area, the big open stage area. There's a lot of other scaffolding around so that, you know, if they're not using this function, other actors can come from here, like up ladders and stuff up to the stage. But none of those are really, they're like closed off right now. Okay, yep. Um, yeah, so nothing seems amiss. You don't think so, no. I mean, there's very little space for something to go wrong down there. Mm-hmm. And Spore's like, whatever, like, it usually happens up on the stage. Like While during the performance? Yeah, like, even the dwarves, they were, they came out and they started, and then they just started vomiting. So, um, yeah, no, okay, let's go check the stage for now, and, like, you know, make sure that the instruments are safe and don't have anything on them. Okay, then you can do that investigate, she'll... Do her catalog. She's pretty sure everything's there. Investigates a twelve. Okay. Yeah, you're looking around. The thing is, all the instruments are there. You're checking in them, around them. You're not finding much. She gets, you know, a bit distracted by her drums and starts practicing a little bit. Can I tune out her drumming? And um, so I'm also looking for things like, um, so can I roll a perception? Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to smell, like, you know, see if there's something misplaced, something turned around the way it shouldn't be. I'm trying to look for smells in terms of, okay, this is like a salve or a, or a you know, some, some sort of thing that's been wiped on on the handle of something. So things like that, where I'm trying to see if, um, you know, it's, yes, investigate, but I also, like, you know, I'm trying to use my smell and things like that to make sure that 
nothing's been left here, nothing's been tampered with. Um, I know I already rolled a thing, <laughs> but my I'll perception. let you try. So you're, you've looked around for various traps and triggers and things. I'll let you roll a survival for more of like you're smelling for poisons, things like that. Flammable things, like yeah. anything. I'll let you roll a, a survival for that, sure. Are we not? Are we a non-cursing channel? I don't care. Eighteen. You're also nine plus nine. Though. You're also relatively sure that there's nothing like that. All right, everything. Nothing seems amiss. And so, do you want to head back to your room, or do you want to go meet the sister? Like, you know, uh, the sisters will be coming in pretty soon, I think. All right. Uh, so. so let's um, take you back to the room. I'll do another walk around, and I might check in with the gnomes. How's that sound? So after checking the your stage, they you just kind of wander over to the gnomes. No, no, I, I drop over. her back. I drop yeah. her back. Okay. Um, I make sure she's in. I make like so. Can I roll a survival on my? Has anyone tampered with anything? Yeah, now you can. Sixteen. You don't think so? All right. Um, yeah. So I I let her know. Look, I don't think anyone's been by, but I've also spoken to Esmeralda. And, you know, so she knows that I'm going to be walking around. And the plan is, um, and you can talk to Paz and the others about it, but the plan is to come up, but like, you know, come up on stage with you guys, but also just stay in a corner so that, you know, I'm not, I trust me, they won't even see me. I'll be in a, like, you know, well-shaded corner. And, you know, just keeping an eye out for you guys. Sure. Does she say anything to that? Does Spore say Spore is like, uh, sounds all right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we... You might have to talk to Esmeralda about going up there. I'm not sure that you're really supposed to be on stage. Remember, it's a, it's a circle. If you're not performing, then you're going to stand out. I don't think that would be... I don't think that's going to be all right. But I, we, if you can talk to her, we'd be happy to have you up there. All right. I'll, t- I'll see what she says. Um, yep. Yeah, and I'm going to go check on the gnomes. Okay. You head over there. They've moved on from, like, hammers to, like, these weird... So it's it's the performers who are building the structure for them. Or for themselves. Presumably. You didn't really check. But one of them is carrying, like, a giant screwdriver that's kind of, like, curved. He's, like, kind of dragging it. It's almost too heavy for the poor guy. And he's dragging it over there. And then a few of them lift it up, and they're just kind of, like, it just slides into this machine weirdly. Uh, um, but they notice you walking over, and one comes over and is like, Hello, how are you? Good, good, thank you. Um, I'm... I'm working as a bodyguard for the Espache girls tonight. Yes. Um, so I'm sort of looking around and keeping an eye out. And I was wondering if you want to, uh, if I could check around to make sure if everything was okay here. Not that I'd know much about your machine and how you're building it. And since, you know, you guys seem to be all on top of that. But I was wondering if I could just have a, like, you know, have a look at your room to make sure nothing's amiss and maybe like, you know, walk around the stage as well. He kind of leans in close and sniffs at you. You are not halfling spy, are you? Uh, no. Harpy. I point, I turn around show him the wings. Like, he nods. Mm, yes, not halfling. You are not human spy, are you? I work in the city watch. Spy would not work openly. You may pass. Mm. And he like puts an arm around your waist, like, I show you the machine. And he kind of, like, gestures at the machine. This is the machine. It looks amazing. I can't wait to, like, you know, really excited to see you guys perform. 
but yes. Do not worry about us gnomes. We'll be fine. If this spy kills us, machine goes anyway. We help with it, but we could load it. It goes, no big deal. Oh, cool. So it's like a recorder. Uh, what? Like a radio. Uh, what? So, do you, you don't mind if I look around and make sure there's nothing, you know, pointy sticking out and stuff like that? Mm, no touching. Very fragile. No, no, not And he, like, spanks you and, like, ah It's not fragile. Almost indestructible. You go. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to take his spank as he's too short to hit me in the back. <laughs> Could be. So, um, yeah, I go do a good investigate. I'll use the right. other dice. So, yeah, you want to look around this thing? You're, what are um, you looking for? So, anything, like, you know, um, so these guys seem to have, like, you know, this, spa- like, you know, they, their instrument, the parts of their instrument in a specific corner, and they're moving it, and they're fixing it up, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, around that, I'm trying to, you know, do the same thing, like, you know, in case there's anything flammable on the ground, in case there's anything pointy that could hurt them, in case there's a... Oh, you step here and the, a, a trap triggers. So I'm trying to think of stuff like that. Okay, sure. That would be investigate for traps. Twelve. <laughs> You've liked all those 20s earlier, huh? Or later, huh? You're looking around this thing. It's honestly just like a plain wooden stage. They haven't even built any of the trap doors into it since it's meant to just come up and come down. And you know that like this thing could have trap doors anywhere in it. But they've just kind of rigged it out to be a solid piece. Alright, so I tell them everything looks good on this end. So I'm just gonna... Yeah, good luck on the performance today. I I'm, I definitely want to go past their rooms to make sure nothing's amiss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, I don't want to tell him because he's creepy. <laughs> he, uh, like, as you're kind of, like, going, he's like... He comes by to, like, shake hands, like, Thank you for looking. I appreciate your service. My name is Pavel. We should get drinks sometime. But I apologize for crossing boundaries earlier. I'm very bad at this. Uh, yeah, no, no. Sounds good. I, I'd, li- I'd like to get a drink. Uh, maybe, you know, one of those victory drinks when you win the Battle of the Bands. He laughs, like, Victory is nothing. The true service is in making the machine. It's a very cool machine. Yes, alright. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, I, I, I accept his apology, and um, I tell him, yeah, it's a, it's a very big thing, you know, <laughs> um, apologizing like that, like, you know, for, you know, to, you know it's very big of you. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to go by their door to see if it's open. Okay, uh, give me a stealth. Like, their door is not on, like, the same little corridor as the harpies and the halflings so you kind of i mean there's no real reason for you to be over there and you also want to get to the door unnoticed so 26 yeah you wait for that something they start like spinning something and then like this weird like it sounds like a broken accordion like when you're just kind of squeezing it and it's just all the noises at once and they all start yelling at each other in gnomish and they're you're not sure if they're like really angry or really pleased but you take that moment of distraction to kind of sneak over to their door. It is locked, but you're pretty sure it looks like the same sort of lock that was on the Harpy's door. Um, I'm just going to look for footprints around it that are not gnomish to see if there's 
you know, anyone who's been around, I'm also like, you know, using that, going to use that same role to make sure. I'll tell you what you get used roles for. <laughs> if you want to look for footprints, that would be a survival. Um, I if also, you are looking for other things, let me know. I'm also looking for, like, you know, see to see if anything's been slipped under the door or anything. Like, you know, of course, these guys will get fan mails and whatnot. Any disturbances. Any disturbances. Yeah, that's that can be on the same survival role, sure. 29, not 20. <laughs> okay. I kept the good dice. No, I'm telling you, these dice are cursed. Like last time, I did good on these. This time, I'm doing good on these. These are my dice from now on. Okay. Yeah, you're checking the door. It just seems to be mostly gnomish footprints going in and out. There's like a couple sets of human footprints. They don't really approach the door. You figure it must be Esmeralda doing her rounds or possibly other stage staff. You do notice a... Um, in these high traffic areas, relatively high traffic anyway, there's not much dust. Um, the Nilos, it's not really clean down here usually. It's always a little bit dusty, and and you know, obviously there's the dripping of the costume blood from the ceilings and whatnot. And the asbestos powders. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a super sanitary place. Uh, so there's always a little bit of dust, but like on these main traffic areas, like once you can't tell what's going on. But you notice, in sort of like at the end of the short hallway, and there's there's no more rooms. Like the gnomes are the only band still occupying this hallway, even though there's like three rooms. Kind of in the back corner, and it is definitely like a little bit of a dead end because like the last room door is about three or four feet before the end, and there's just like some brooms and a few other bits of like ladder stacked up in the edge. There is one set of footprints. As if somebody had kind of like crouched there hidden briefly. And then you kind of, they walk out. Oh. They're small. You're, even on a, on a nat 20, like, on a nat 20, they're definitely small feet. Like, you can't tell enough from like boot prints, because they are boots, to say whether or not they're gnomish or halfling. But they look like they're of that size. Can I follow the footsteps to see where they go? That will be another survival. Uh, and uh, you wouldn't have noticed it except for a nat 20. And it's going to be very hard to kind of like track it through here because like I said, it's a high traffic area. 18. You don't think that they came up to the gnome's door. But you lose them as they kind of go out into the rail area because there's just way too many footprints. And that's actually kept relatively clean. And the rail itself kicks up a lot of dust every time it moves. All right, um, I'm going to check the other rooms. Um, so there's three other rooms on this level? Yeah, there's like nine different rooms down here. There's sort of three little hallways with like three rooms each. So the halflings and the harpies and an empty one are on one side, the gnomes and nobody are over there. And those are the last three left. So they, the other hallway is totally empty. Yeah, I'm going to check the rooms in this hallway and then in the harpies hallway just to make sure. Okay, uh, why don't you just give me an investigate? I don't want to, because that's the worst role. Um, can I... I'm if you want to do just, like, a brief pass... No, I'm, um, I'll go in and, like, do I have time to go in and actually check out each of the rooms? You, if you do so, if you want to do so thoroughly for every room, you can make um, and investigate with advantage, because you're checking each one very carefully, and we're just going to give advantage for all of them. Um, but that will basically take you right up to the start performance because it will take you a while. It will take you a while to check everyone thoroughly. 
Okay. And we'll just assume that you're sneaky enough to do so without really being noticed or cared about. If um, you want to do just like a quick pass and have a little bit of time for something else, just give me a perception. I'll do that. Okay. The dice betrays you. What goes around comes around. Yeah, you kind of... You go around... I think On a nat one, it's not like your fault. Luis comes down and he's like, Oh, are you looking for stuff? I'll help you look for stuff. And he's, start, he's trying to help, but he's just kind of like talking the whole time. And he's like, you know, like, yep, this look good. And you're like, yeah, can I look a bit closer? He's like, nobody's here. And he calls it, like, let's go to the next one. So he's like, yeah, it's, you get a little distracted and you're trying to not. But yeah, you you get a look into all the rooms uh, with Lewis's help. They look like they're, and the, one of them is like full of stuff for like the play that's going to happen like a few days after the Battle of Bands closes. Another one has you know, a bunch of musical instruments for possibly the performances later in the month. But, like, they're just kind of storage right now. Nobody's really using them. Um, I do, I will probably try to, I want to say, like, you know, use a charisma skill to check the, definitely check the room that's next to these particles because they only have one room on their corridor, right? Two. There's one empty one and the halfling's room. On the um, particles corridor? Yeah. Oh, so okay, each okay. corridor has three, yeah. All right. Um, and actually, as you're kind of, like, checking that empty room, that might be the last one you check um, on that sort of, like, nap one he shows you. Um, you look in, it's pretty much empty. Like, there's a, there's chairs and desks and, like, a few bits of trash, but there's nothing going on in there. But you can hear from the halfling's room that you're starting to hear some, like, voices speaking in halfling in there. I speak halfling, so... Okay, well... Uh, Luis is kind of like, you know, like, well, anything else I could do for you? Yeah, no, I tell him I, I'm, I want to check this room for a second, and I'm going to see uh, if an intimidate or a persuade. Persuade what? Sure. Um, 18. I should get, I was just taking a quick break, and so I thought you could use some help. Uh, but here, he get, he hands you the key that is to this room. He's like, wait. He has like a big key ring. He spends like five minutes. He's like, this one, and he like he just opened this room, but he's like, which one was it? And he has to like test ten before he's like, okay, this one. While he's doing he, it, like, I can't check. He pulls it off and like, yeah, you you can just check this room. Yeah, but uh, what are the halfling voices saying? So you kind of put your ear up to the wall, and you can uh, give me a perception. Twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, it's muffled through the wall. Although you do, on a 22, it sounds like they're a touch worried as well. They're, you know, they're here early and you can tell that they're checking out some things too. They're making sure all their things are here. They're, you kind of vaguely overhear one of them saying like, was this, was this always like this? And they're like, yeah, you, you put that you dented your thing like three years ago. It's, there's always been a dent there. He's like, I don't think I've always had a dent here. That that dent from that performance was here. And he points at it, and he's t- obviously describing a different one. Um, yeah, can I roll for investigate into this room and one more thing, like a good investigate? I know I did a perception before. Um, can I do an investigate into here? Just to, or survival to see when the last time this room was used or someone came in. And sure. Out. Survival. Yeah. Um, 
on another nat one. What the- <laughs> yeah, you're, you're done investigating these. You're, the empty rooms all seem empty. All right, so I walk up. I knock on the halfling door. Quick burst of chatter and halfling. And then this one with like a mullet kind of come peeks his head. Like they open it slowly and peeks his head out. And in common, what do you want? Um, I, uh, I, I, the halfling accent will never stop making me laugh. Um, <laughs> I, t- I speak to him in halfling because I want to tell him, oh, I'm, sh- I'm cool, I'm cool and all that. But I tell him, hey, I'm the bodyguard for these pachigals and I'm doing some rounds to make sure nothing's amiss and like, you know, just checking out stages and, um, you know, talking to the bands to see if any, like, you know, anything's wrong. And I was wondering if, you know, you wanted me to, uh, if I could look around to make sure everything was fine and. No, we're fine. Thank you. All right. If you're with the Espacha girls, honestly, we don't trust you. Fair enough. Uh, you have a good evening, night. Closes the door. Can I... Well, do, do I think he was lying to me or he was trying to make me go away sooner? Try an insight. The God give it and the God take it away. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> 26. I've been, I rolled 20 or 1. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. I rolled 20 wow. or 1, Bryce. <laughs> um, yeah, like he... Clearly you were hearing him and his bandmates talking about something. They were worried. They were discussing. But he's not admitting it to you for whatever reason. So I guess my question is, was he trying to get me out of there to... You you sensed a legitimate worry that, like, he is worried that the attack will come on him next. So he doesn't trust you. He doesn't want anybody tampering with his band. That's the sort of feeling you got from him. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go quickly. Like, I guess my next trip is to go to Esmeralda. And just be mm-hmm. like, hey, Esmeralda, I'm really sorry to ask. And I know this is not in the rules. And, like, you know, I know, and you know I'm a stickler for the rules. I work in City Watch and whatnot. But... I was wondering if I could go walk with the girls onto the stage, but then come down through the hatch and not be seen during the performance. It'd, it'd make them feel a bit safer. Give me a, give me some sort of charisma. Persuade, probably, huh? That's nine. <laughs> that's not a nat one, that's a ten. Yeah, she's kind of like, rubs her eyes like, that's pretty irregular. It'll, it'll stand out and... I promise I'll do it as seamlessly as possible. They, like, you know, nobody will notice a thing. Or the girls will work it into the performance. You know them. I mean, I could get you in the crowd right up at the front. Uh, on the stage, it's, it's performers only. And she's like, it's, and I, like, I, I understand. It's, 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 uh, it is a, a weird time. And we should have security. But halflings are all over me like she's kind of like sits back in her big chair the ambassador was just here demanding that i I promise the safety of his band in the light of all these disastrous attacks coy bastard probably is doing it as far as i know but do you have any reason to suspect him yourself no it's just what people say but i don't know something about his smirk as he said it threw me the wrong way, you know? I, I'd like to, but if, if he sees him out there, I might cause some sort of international incident. Alright, um, I, uh, I get that. So if you could have, like, a little spot 
next, like, you know, immediately in front of their stage, that would be great. Well, they're coming up in 15, 20 minutes. I can, I can get you out there. The gnomes will be up first. Uh, so do you want to... No, I want to walk with them up to where the things happen. And then maybe, and then, like, you know, before their thing rolls up, come to the front of the stage. Okay, yeah, we can do that. I'll, I'll set up, you know, like when those plays want to put people in the crowd entering, you know, come in weird ways. I can set one of those up for you. That would be great. That would be amazing. Also, um, Louise left this one with me. I give her back the key. <laughs> I locked the door, don't worry. She looks at like, master key. Yeah, as you're going, like, seven different kids run in behind you, and she's just like, Who the hell are you? She's like, like Where are your nieces? Which ones? <laughs> um, anyways, I think you have her. to explain the, the Nila's family. I... Oh, you know. Um, yeah, so she's got, like, three different husbands and two wives, um, and all of them have a bunch of other husbands and wives, so it's just like, Anybody who marries in anyhow becomes a Nilos, and that's why there's like 60 Nilos kids. She clearly has a good handle on her family and like the business, but you know, too many kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I go back to the girls and I'm like, uh, you know, trying to, I go back and I knock the door, knock on the door this time. I'm like, they open it up. Everybody's there now. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this. It's going to be amazing. Don't worry. Um, I'll be right in front. So I'll keep an eye on everything. I've checked out the stage. I've checked out the gnome stage. Halfling stage. They, like, you know, they, they They're were performing bit... later. So they haven't set up yet. Yeah. So the halflings haven't set up yet. Um, but, you know, they, they're they not the night. They, they have, like, you know, I'll, ta- I'll have another chat with them sometime before the performance. Are you guys ready to go kill it? <laughs> well, they yell. Um, um, so we only been introduced to Paz and Spore. Who are the others? The other sisters are Bab, mm-hmm. Regni, and Scar. I tell them, like, look, I know, you know, you guys are pumping up and I'm sure you, you, you're ready to give the performance of a lifetime. I know you guys can do this. Um, anything weird? Anyone giving you a side eye that you noticed or anything like that? Even the cute ones. Even the cute ones. Yeah. Scar starts listing out, like, 20 different people that she's memorized. And she's pretty sure there's a pattern to them coming in. But she's just kind of like that. Um, Is there a pattern to them coming in? Give me an insight. 13. This sounds a little like her paranoia. (laughs) And I tell... Regni tells you that, uh, you know, it's... You know, that, uh, that Pavel guy has been hitting on her. Ah, uh, Pavel. Yep, yep, yep. He really wants to have a drink with you. Uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, he, he's mentioned it a few times. Uh, I've given things, I've just had to tell him no. Yeah, and I don't know, but maybe, like, you know, once you guys win, you can buy him a drink. It'll be hilarious. Like, uh, not really my type, but um, if you say so, I might give it a try. Hey, he's, um... Well, I mean, it's, it's a little weird when he, like, as soon as I told him no... He tried the same line uh, on Bab. She knows. <laughs> I, I, you know, have you seen their instrument? They're probably working on that all day. He doesn't get to talk to many people. <laughs> That's pretty much the time for it. So you kind of 
peek your head out as uh, the gnome stage gets lifted up. And you can see that they're starting to get this thing whirring before they even get up there. And it kind of starts off in like this low room. Um, but as they're like, one of them is like swinging it. And they're like, they're, they're actually kind of like performing it. You know, they're not just like winding it up mundanely. They're, they're starting to get amped up. They're whirring it and kind of like in rhythm. Uh, one guy is just feeding in like all sorts of paper and doing like a dance around. And then he shoves the next piece of paper in. Pavel just has like this giant hammer and he just like apparently there's a gong built into the thing it's just wham it's kind of ridiculous and amazing at the same time but you lose sight of them as the stage clicks into place you can hear the ovation going and from down here it's relatively quiet um but you can definitely hear this it's it's something like a weird okay go sort of song yeah it's like it's something like from them okay yeah Give me a perception. Um, 21. Do you have Arcana? No. As the stage lifts up and you're kind of cheering him on and Pavel gives you like a quick salute as he just kind of goes out of, um, out of view. Crowds roaring, you still hear this machine going. You look underneath the stage and there's this glowing symbol. Uh, I think we gotta call it there. No, no, you can call the episode <laughs> there. You can't call me then. No. We're, we're calling the episode there. Wait, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> I am Bryce the DM. I'm creepy, the harpy. <laughs> you can find us at Married and D on Twitter. You can email us uh, marriedanddee at gmail.com. You can also find me on Reddit. I go by you, author DM. I frequent D&D subreddits and also Detroit Red Wings. I do none of those things. I'm like one of those people you have to talk to through their husbands. I'm like one of those wives and I'm just going to have to deal with it. You are not. Anyway, thank you very much for joining this first episode. Hope to have you back. Goodbye! Bye! I, um, as a bonus action, I disengage. I can't dodge as a bonus action. So I disengage, which like, you know, so no, actually I don't, I don't do that as a, no, that I don't do anything. I, I, <laughs> I just stand there in front of him. <laughs>